It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Friday, November 12, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon, brought to you by Heritage Insurance and Purposed Financial, working together to serve you better. Coming up today, uh, the 2021 Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon, presented by CIBC Wood Gundy. A success. We done good. Details coming up. COVID-19, we've got the latest on the situation and the statistics. The homeless. A big topic in the news recently with community groups in Regina doing their best to find safe, warm places for a number of people who've been living in tents outdoors in a park. What they called Camp Marjorie. We got an update on that story. And homelessness here at home. Right here in Moose Jaw. It's a problem. Our Catherine Ludwig working on that story today. And Entertainment Plus on tap this weekend in Moose Jaw. From Warriors Hockey to top-notch university basketball. And Cornerstone Christian Susical the Musical. All the details are coming up today on The Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. You can get your tickets for the Souls Harbor Rescue Missions 50-50 starting today. Funds from the 50-50 will go towards construction for a brand new building. Riverside Mission will relocate to this new facility. It will also offer more housing suites for rent, addiction services, and become a food and clothing distributor for all of southern Saskatchewan. Joe Miller, executive director and owner of Souls Harbor Rescue and Riverside Mission, tells us how to get tickets. People can purchase their tickets. They just need to go to uh, uh, the website. The website is shrm5050.ca. The winning ticket will be drawn on December 3rd. The city of Moose Jaw will be applying for federal funding to fix slumping issues on Highway 363. That highway is listed in the Ministry of Highways and Infrastructure Urban Highway Connector Program. Director of Engineering Bevan Harleton on how the city became aware of the new funding. After we got confirmation from the ministry that, that uh, they would fund this work, they have since requested that we submit this application, uh, which would complement the ministry's funding. So. If this application goes through, we would receive 40% funding through the federal government with the remainder to be paid by uh, the Ministry of Highways. Money saved through the federal funding will remain in the Urban Highway Connector Program budget for future projects. The farm gate milk price is rising six cents across Canada on February 1st. Matt Flamin farms around Vibank and is chair of Sask Milk. A lot of that gets eaten up by various that have risen over time. You know, for example, uh, cattle, free, cattle feed, uh, fuel, machinery costs, seed, fertilizer, etc. That's all gone up. So I don't know that there's any extra profitability for farms, but I think it'll help look after the added costs that we've had over the last year or two. Flamin says consumers should see only a small increase, roughly pennies for a brick of cheese. But it makes a bigger difference for producers. The Moose Jaw Police Service and the Saskatchewan Coroner's Service are heading up an investigation into an in-custody death that took place in Kennedy, Sask. Broadview RCMP received a report of a distraught person at around 9 p.m. on Monday. A 36-year-old woman was taken into police care under the Mental Health Act, but police say she went into medical distress shortly afterward. EMS were called to scene and the woman was transported to the hospital, where she was declared deceased early Tuesday morning. Police are not releasing the name of the woman. A new concept plan came before City Council this week for Phase 5 and 6 of the West Heath subdivision on South Hill. Along with the joint use school, the plan for the subdivision is for 105 single-family lots and one multi-use residential site. Director of Planning and Development Michelle Swanson said traffic calming measures are in place for the school. There may be some future traffic calming that may be required in, in like long term after the school's open and to see how that works, but not anticipated to be huge cost uh, with that. Phase five of the project will include 36 lots plus the joint use school. 
National drop-off week for Operation Christmas Child starts November 15th, where people fill a shoebox full of supplies to send to children in need across the world. Visit discovermoosejaw.com for the drop-off location in Moose Jaw. If you'd like to pack a box but haven't yet, don't worry. Frank King, the news media relations manager at Samaritan's Purse Canada, has a solution that's available year-round. We also have an option where folks can pack shoeboxes online. So if they go to packabox.ca, they can do the whole thing online. They can pick their age groups and their genders. They can pick from a a general basket of items. They can add to that basket if they want to. And then they check out and make their payment and that sort of thing. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial. Bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 157 points. The Dow Jones is up 153 points. The NASDAQ is up 127 points. And the Canadian dollar is up at 79.59 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Federal Environment Minister Stephen Gilbo says at this point at the U.N. Climate Summit, no one thinks the work will be done once the lights go out in Glasgow. The COP26 summit is due to wrap up today. Gilbo told reporters that Canada, which is both a big energy producer and consumer, and the home to some of the world's largest remaining intact nature, is demonstrating a path forward to fighting climate change. Canada's new global affairs minister is in Washington, where she met with the U.S. Secretary of State to emphasize the importance of the two countries working together in the face of American protectionist policies. Melanie Jolie's talk with Anthony Blinken came in advance of next Thursday's Three Amigos meeting at the White House between President Joe Biden, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Ontario's COVID-19 science advisory table estimates there could be 200 patients in intensive care by the end of the year, up from today's total of 130. The experts say COVID-19 cases and test positivity are rising in most public health units. The province reported 598 new infections today. And there was a send-off ceremony this morning at Pier 21 in Halifax for a giant Christmas tree bound for Boston. The tree is an annual gift from the people of Nova Scotia to remember the help Boston citizens offered to the recovery effort after the Halifax explosion in 1917. This year's huge spruce tree came from Inverness County in Cape Breton. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. A special treat for local sports fans tonight as the University of Saskatchewan Huskies men's basketball team plays host to the University of Lethbridge Pronghorns, a Peacock Collegiate. The Huskies lineup features freshman guard Dylan Bowen, who just graduated from Central Collegiate last spring. The game starts at 6 o'clock at Peacock. Admission 10 bucks for adults, 5 bucks for students, and the proceeds will stay right here at home for local athletes. And all of those attending will be asked to show proof of vaccination. Moose Jaw Warriors are preparing for back-to-back home games this weekend. They'll host the Edmonton Oil Kings tomorrow night. And the Lethbridge Hurricanes come to town on Sunday. That's a 4 o'clock start on Sunday afternoon. The U18 AAA Warriors improved to 8-5 and five on the season with a 6-3 win over Swift Current Legionnaires yesterday. Rowan Calvert popped the pair for Moose Jaw. The local AAAs are on the road this weekend. They take on the Stars and the Battle Fords tomorrow and on Sunday. And a doubleheader tonight in CFL Friday Night Football. It's the Hamilton Tiger Cats and Toronto Argonauts. A Hamilton win will uh, put them in a tie for first place with the Argos. Game time, 6.30 our time. And then at 9.30, it's the BC Lions and the Calgary Stampeders. Saskatchewan Rough Riders hosting Edmonton tomorrow, 3 o'clock at Mosaic Stadium. With a win, the Riders will clinch a home playoff game. What will the weather be like tomorrow? Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Let me tell you, mostly cloudy today. Gusty southeast wind up to 40 at times. The high minus 3. Wind chill around minus 12. Tonight, partly cloudy. Risk of freezing rain. Temperature rises to minus 1 by morning. Tomorrow, clouds. Risk of freezing rain in the morning. Then flurries and or rain showers later. Tomorrow's high plus 3. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of plus 1. Earlier today, the forecast was for sunny breaks and a high of 11 on Monday. They've scaled that back, and they've said 
It's going to be cloudy with a high of six. <laughs> Plus six is okay for this time of year. Tuesday, cloudy, flurries, the high minus five. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw was minus 2. Normal high at this time of year is plus 1. Normal low is minus 9. Record high for today, uh, 21 degrees, set in 1999. Record low, minus 26, set in 2012. Sun up today at 812, and the sun goes down today at 521. This hour, Moose Jaw, cloudy and minus 9, Regina, minus 8, Assiniboia, Gravelberg, minus 9, Rockland, Coronac, minus 8, Swift Current, minus 8, Elbow, minus 8, Davidson, Watrous, minus 8. Once again, Assiniboia, minus 9, Regina, minus 8, and with the wind, it says here, south at 13, southeast at 17, it looks like it's blowing harder than that. Anyway, it's breezy out there. The relative humidity at 92%, it's minus 9 degrees in Moose Jaw. What did we get on the weekend? Maybe five centimeters of snow? There's a whole lot more on the east side of the province. In fact, Sask Highways had the traffic listed as, uh, well, the highway listed as uh, closed from Whitewood to the Manitoba border earlier this morning. That situation has improved. Crews have been out. We'll check the road report when we come back. And the Paul Martin commentary. It's the Heartland at New on 800 CHAB. Farmers, If you're emptying grain bags this fall or clearing out used grain bags from previous years, please recycle them. Clean Farm Saskatchewan-based recycling network keeps the plastic out of landfills and contributes to cleaner farms and a cleaner environment for future generations. Plus, the recycled plastic is used to make new industrial products. Make recycling empty grain bags at a Clean Farms location site part of your fall cleanup. For collection site locations and details, go to grainbagrecycling.ca. It's fall which means it's time to fall in love with a great deal on tires. Save up to $200 on a set of four select tires until December 11th. Book your appointment today at FountainTire.com. Financing options available. Fountain Tire. We're on this road together. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Mr. Rustin will be on Ask the Expert later today on 800-CHAB with a focus on RESPs, Registered Education Savings Plans. If you're a mom or a dad with little kids or a grandpa or grandma with kids growing up in your family, uh, RESPs are such a good idea. And the earlier you get started, the better. So stay tuned for 800-CHAB's Ask the Expert with Aaron Rustin from Purpose Financial later this afternoon on CHAB. The Road Report is brought to you by My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town & Country Mall. Full store of fall and winter fashions for sizes small to 2XL. As I mentioned, there was a time earlier today where travel was not recommended from Whitewood all the way to the Manitoba border. Uh, ice-covered highway and heavy snow. Well, crews have been out. And that stretch of highway, uh, well, the uh, closed and travel not recommended signs have now been lifted. But there's still winter conditions, icy patches, and slippy sections if you had it happen to be heading east. they got about a foot of snow in Winnipeg, so heading that way, you're going to run into winter. Local area, not bad. Highway 2, Highway 1, Highway 2 north and south listed in good winter driving. Highway 11 to Saskatoon, not bad. And Trans-Canada Highway from the Alberta border all the way through Moose Giant to Regina listed in good winter driving condition. Slow down here in town. Moose Jaw Police Service from uh, 7 a.m. to 7 a.m. this morning had uh, four different motor vehicle accidents they attended to, one with $15,000 in damage. So be careful out there. Intersections are icy. Local uh, city of Moose Jaw sanding, uh, sanding trucks have been out and about to make it better for us today. Again, the road report for My Addictions Clothing Boutique. Town and Country Mall. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. There are more buyers than sellers in the residential real estate market these days, and it's not just in Saskatchewan, it's a national thing. When figures for the traffic in residential properties came out in October, the trends were clear. In Toronto, for example, the average price hit $1.5 million. Now, those prices are driving buyers into the condo market, and there, volume rose by nearly 30%. The issue at play here is supply. 
There are simply more buyers than sellers, and that's not only limiting options, it's also pushing prices higher. In Saskatchewan in October, the number of listings was 10% lower than October of last year, and nearly 20% below the long-term average. Clearly, the market's in need of added construction to meet this growing demand. And there may be some light on the horizon. In September, municipalities in this province saw the value of residential building permits take an upward turn, rising by more than 50% compared to the same time last year, with the bulk of that increase coming in September. We could see those houses sometime early in the new year. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade boring for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. We've hidden a microphone somewhere in Moose Jaw, and we want you to find it. It's Hidden Mike. It's time to check in again with our hidden microphone. We've hidden a microphone somewhere in Moose Jaw. The first person to help us find exactly where that microphone is hidden will win an amazing prize pack. Courtesy of our friends at Canadian Tire, let's check in and see what our hidden microphone is picking up now. There you go, the latest from our hidden mic. You can get bonus clues, by the way, for the hidden mic contest by going online to discovermoosejaw.com. And there's only one way to have a chance to uh, guess where this microphone is hidden, and that's to get registered with our hidden microphone page online at discovermoosejaw.com. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we heard that... uh that clue last week, maybe, well, no, earlier this week. I keep thinking it's Monday. It's Friday. <laughs> We've established that the hidden mic is outside. I'm, uh, I'm sure of that. Here was this morning's clue. I'd say that's the wind howling. And our contestant this morning said, I think it's under the 4th Avenue Bridge. Great guess, but not the correct guess. I am thinking the clues will get a little more specific next week. It's Hidden Mike for Canadian Tire. Somebody's going to win a wonderful prize package from Canadian Tire. It's an at-home party package, including a television, electric fireplace, nesting tables, and a wine fridge. And just for playing along, you can win instant prizes, too. Like today, we gave away lunch from Deja Vu Cafe. We've also got uh, prizes from Telefy Wireless, Bell Kiosk, In Essence, Western Pizza Express, Iron Style House, Great Canadian Dollar Store, Night Automotive, Devo's Car Wash. It's Hidden Mike for Canadian Tire on 800 CHAB. So uh, COVID-19, here's your update. We were at 48 active cases as of Wednesday. Yesterday, the numbers have us at 51. So three more active cases added to the totals here in South Central. Eight more Saskatchewan people have died. Two in the 40 to 59 age group. Six more in the 70... uh, Uh, 60 to 79 age group, 182 new COVID cases confirmed yesterday, 132 of those 182 cases, uh, or 73%, are unvaccinated, 62 of the new cases are in children under the age of 12. There are currently 1,428 active cases in the province, 178 people are in our hospitals, 49 of them in intensive care, and 110 of the 178 hospitalized people are not fully vaccinated. Health Canada has authorized the use of the Moderna SpikeVax COVID-19 vaccine as a booster shot for everyone 18 and over. The booster shots are given six months after an individual got their second shot. In Saskatchewan right now, if you're 65 and over, you're eligible to get a booster shot. Same thing with those 50 and older in northern Saskatchewan and in First Nation communities. Healthcare workers also eligible for a booster shot, along with people with significant health, underlying health conditions. Uh, you can get the COVID-19 vaccine as a first, second, or if you're eligible, your booster shot on Monday in Moose Jaw at the Old Ross School on Oak Street, 10 till 5 Monday. Pfizer, Moderna, and the influenza vaccines will be available, all right? Hey, the uh, 
Patterson Children's Hospital Radiothon that we had on earlier this week. We did pretty good. If you made a contribution, thank you. Saskatoon's Christina Konchak ran that show for us, and she delivered some pretty good news at the end of the day on Wednesday. We're so excited to tell you the total now. From the generosity and the kindness of Saskatchewan citizens across the province, corner to corner to corner, for our donors, to you, and to all of the stations that support us and the people that believe in the children's, uh, children of this province, thank you for helping us raise $888,961.34. It's our, indeed our pleasure. Thank you for all of your work and your support. You guys are a part of this big celebration. Almost $900,000. And at this time on uh, Wednesday, I think we were still at less than a hundred grand. So we really came through uh, on Wednesday afternoon. So if you made a contribution to the Patterson Children's Hospital Radiothon, thank you so much. We're making life better for families right here in the heartland. We need to make life better for families here in the heartland. Uh, people who are homeless. It's been on the rise for some time now, homelessness. We've seen it in Regina with Camp Marjorie, where the city of Regina has confirmed now a temporary indoor shelter will be open on Monday. Uh, Regina Treaty and Status Indian Services has teamed up with the city of Regina and the provincial government. They'll open an emergency indoor shelter to replace the outdoor camp for the homeless on Monday morning. Here in Moose Jaw, our social services uh, people are seeing the same issues. Discover Moose Jaw's Catherine Ludwig spoke with Jody Oakes, the branch manager at the John Howard Society, about what she's seeing with our homeless population. To start off, what kind of services does the John Howard Society offer the homeless population in Moose Jaw? We have a program that started in May of 2019, and it was called the My Place Program. Um, I was a, a caseworker in that program at the time, um, and now currently I have um, two other caseworkers that work for me in that program. And what we had done is um, John Howard had reached out and found some funding for, you know, for homelessness in our community because it, it's a, a huge need in our community. Um, I think a lot greater need than what, you know, what people think. Sometimes I think people, you know, think we have two or three homeless people, you know, in, in Musha. And the reality of it is, you know, we have, we have, you know, I think for our community, um, a large number of homeless people this year alone, um, just from April 1st till, um, till today, we've received over 70 referrals um, from different community organizations, self-referrals of people who've reached out and have, you know, have expressed, you know, that they're homeless, you know, whether that be, um, there's a lot of hidden homelessness, I think, in our community. Um, you know, that could be couch surfing, that could be, you know, um, just not, you know, just not saying that I'm homeless. And we do have people that are on the streets all the time at any given, any given day, um, summer, winter, spring, fall. Um, we do have people who, you know, who are on the streets in our community who people don't see, you know, there's uh, the hidden homelessness. And in the first year of this, um, you know, we're seeing this year that we are going to if things keep going the way they are, um, our numbers are actually going to be doubled from the first year that, that we had started, you know, started this program, the My Place program. And so it's a program for anybody who's homeless or may become homeless, um, typically for anybody who's over the age of 16 years old, engaged in the justice system. And, and we know that, you know, people, um, you know, I'm going to say 99 out of 100 people have been, you know, engaged in the justice system. They, you know, are dealing with mental health and substance use disorders because they all kind of come hand in hand, right? It, homelessness is just not somebody who's homeless. You know, there's the food security piece of people not having food, um, people not being supported in, you know, in our community. So that's kind of our program. Um, and it is a program. It's not just finding somebody a home. Um, it's a program where, you know, we help them, you know, set up people with the resources that they may be needing. Um, we work closely with different organizations and, you know, we help them, like I said, food security. So, you know, we try and help them access the food bank. Um, if they're needing mental health and addiction support, try and, you know, help them access access that, um, access detox, treatment, health care, um, anything that, you know, they may be needing. Um, you know, the barriers of not being able to, to find employment. And that's a big struggle for our people. And, 
you know, I hear people lots of times say, well, you know, they just need to get a job and, you know, don't be homeless. And it's not that easy, right? Um, I always explain homelessness as kind of a Jenga game. And, you know, when Jenga falls, um, all of those pieces are scattered. And that's kind of homelessness, right? And until we can build that base of Jenga again, you know, build that, build that very first piece, um, you know, with the food security, with having a, a safe, affordable place to live, um, it's really hard to work on all those other things, right? And our people want jobs. I mean, every day people are looking, you know, for jobs. I'd love to work, but it's pretty hard to find a job when, you know, you're, you know, you're homeless, right? Um, so, you know, to write a resume, to have clothes, to have a shower, to be able to go apply for a job, you know, and, and to be able to know how to do that. So we try and support people in, in absolutely any area that we can. And we meet people where they are in their journey. That's one of our biggest things. It's, it's where people are at. That's where we meet them. Right now, I am talking with Jody Oaks, the branch manager over at the John Howard Society, about homelessness and what the John Howard Society is seeing within Moose Jaw. And you said that the way things are going, numbers might even double from what it was the first year when this started in 2019 to 2020. How many applicants have you seen this year? You said about 70? Yeah, so from, and not just in the, not just in the year, so actually our year starts in April. So from April 1st till today, we've had just over 70, just over 70 referrals um, to our program of people who have, you know, are, are homeless. That's just in that short period of time, you know, just seven, not even seven full months yet, right? Um, and we've seen that, that, that huge increase already from last year. Yeah, so it's safe to say that the community, the homeless community has grown in Moose Jaw. It has, it has. And I think, um, you know, I think now that there's, you know, more light being shed on it. Um, and I think now with this program that, you know, um, we were so fortunate to get funding from um, from Reaching Home, which is a federal a federal program. And I think, you know, now that people in our community know that we have that, we're seeing a lot more referrals because, you know, we're seeing, just, like I said, referrals all the time from different organizations and, and people themselves or, or past people that we've worked with, you know, have said, you know, my friend is homeless or my mom is homeless or my, you know, my aunt or my cousin or, you know, it, homelessness doesn't, um, it doesn't just target one group of people. It really affects everyone and, and it really affects our whole entire community. When somebody's homeless, it does affect our community, right? Um, and I think the big thing is, you know, the cost of homelessness, right? As compared to, you know, the cost of having somebody, you know, supporting somebody, um, you know, to get them into some safe, affordable housing. And that, that's a huge barrier is to try and find that safe, affordable housing for people. But I think the cost of, you know, supporting somebody who, you know, we can get into those types of, you know, housing compared to, you know, we look at hospital costs, you know, healthcare costs, or we look at um, jail costs, you know, because if people are homeless and, you know, there's like mental health or substance use and, you know, then they commit a crime. And, you know, so we look at those jail costs, the policing costs, um, you know, all of those, right, the emergency room visits, all of those types of costs that, you know, affect, you know, affect that, that community and that population. And I think if we, you know, if we look at the cost of actually housing somebody um, and working with them and having those wraparound supports, it's, it, it's a huge savings in cost as compared to what it is for, for all of those, all of those things. Does homelessness have any other kinds of effects on the community? It does. I think, you know, um, I think we've seen our community, you know, have an, have an increase in, you know, in some crime rates and stuff. We've, we've seen that. And I think that, you know, homelessness, it, homelessness affects, you know, that, but it affects, you know, people's mental health and, and their substance use. And, and so all of those health issues, right? And, and those aren't moral failures. Those are, you know, those are health issues, right? You know, that mental health piece, that substance use piece, um, you know, that lead to all of those other, all of those other types of things. And they're all connected, right? Like I said, I, I can't think of, you know, like I said, maybe, you know, one out of a hundred, but, you know, 99 out of a hundred people that, that I can say I, I talk to or talk to that, you know, they're all connected in some way. They're homeless. They're dealing with mental health. They're dealing with substance use. Um, you know, they've, they've been arrested. They've, you know, been to remand. Um, you know, they're, they're in court. They're dealing with the justice, with the legal system, with the justice system, right? Um, so it's, it, it's all so connected, right? 
and you know we need to look at those root causes of, of that homelessness and and you'll see what you know what we can do you know to help support those people because that's really what we need right is, is that supported and, and those wraparound services yes we do would you say the pandemic has anything to do with the increase in the homeless population um like I said, I, that it may be, but I think, you know, I think that homelessness has been here and I think it's just, you know, light is being, being shone on it. Um, I think it is, you know, part of it due to the pandemic. There's many factors that, you know, um, may be part of that, uh, you know, people being able to, you know, access benefits, you know, um, for shelter and, you know, stuff like that have been a challenge for some people as well. And so we help people work through that. When we have somebody come to us, we first thing is, you know, we try and help them apply, you know, for any programming, which, you know, in Saskatchewan is the SIS program now, which is, you know, the, the income assistance program that we try and help people apply for. And, and that's one of, you know, something we do right away so we can try and get people into some housing. But even that, you know, in our community, it's, it's really hard to find, it's really hard to find safe, affordable housing. Um, you know, people who are on, you know, our income assistance program, you know, through the government, um, they receive 525 a month for a shelter benefit, and they receive 285 for a uh, personal benefit. Now, you know, 525, it's really hard to find a place, you know, for shelter, um, safe shelter in our community. You know, so then people are having to use, you know, part of that 285 to either, you know, find something that's a little bit, you know, a little bit safer, or, you know, they can find 525, but power is 50 or $60, or, you know, so then they have to take that out of the 285. And so, it's, it's that there's a lot of barriers that people face in trying to, you know, in, in trying to, you know, access access that and try and find that housing piece. And with the winter months approaching, I'm sure there's many people who are looking for safe housing right now. Have you seen a rise in referrals and applications with winter coming? Yeah, we have in the last, you know, just a little while. And and I think that's, that's always the way it, it, it is, right? Um, but, yeah, in the last little while, you know, we have people come to our door, um, you know, all the time. And like I said, referrals and, you know, increasing because people are trying to find a place, you know, to, to go in the winter. And I've had people, you know, call me at nighttime when it's minus 40 and they don't have a place to go. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's tough in our community, right, to, to find places to go. So I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, with everything that's kind of been, you know, there's been a light shed on homelessness, you know, not just here, but I think you know, across our province and across, you know, just, just nationally, I think, you know, there's been talk about homelessness. And so I hope that with all of that and all the things that we're seeing that, you know, maybe communities will look at it, you know, differently. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, our community will look at that and, you know, and see what we can do as a community, right? And and then just really understanding you know, what what our people, you know, that we support um, go through on a daily basis, right? So the John Howard Society is clearly a great resource for people to go to if they are in need of these things. How can people submit an application or make a referral? They can drop down to our office. Um, it's the My Place program through the John Howard Society. So I mean, the John Howard Society, you know, we work with people, um, you know, in, in the justice system, right? And and help people with that. And, and then, like I said, now, you know, we have the My Place program in Musha. Um, people can come to our office, um, you know, 15, we're at 15 Hoshalaga Street West. Um, but we also, you know, people can reach out to, you know, to one of the caseworkers. Um, you know, people can, can call us. And, and really, we just receive referrals, you know, from, from all over our community. Um, I'll just have people, you know, that know me that'll message me on Facebook and, you know, say some, you know, I see somebody in need or, or all of our partners. Um, we have such a, a, a huge partner team that, you know, refers to us. I just think of, you know, so many that we work with, right? Um, you know, the, the T2 team, the PAC team, um, you know, Riverside Mission, Moonshaw um, Pride, the Food Bank, um, social services, you know, we get referrals um, from there, from probation, um, you know, we get referrals from Musha Housing, just so many places that, you know, um, send referrals our way and, and reach out to us. And like I said, and then something the community may, may need or somebody who's been in our program before um, can refer. But anybody can refer to us and anybody, you know, if, if, if it's a person that's, you know, needing that support, they can come on their own, right? They, they don't need a referral. They can self-referral as well. But, yeah, just... So many agencies in our community, you know, Salvation Army, um, Legal Aid, right, just 
all of the organizations, all those community-based organizations that um, you know, help and, and refer to us. And uh, while we're doing our best um, within all of those organizations and, and with teamwork, it's still not good enough. Taylor Carlson knows all about that. He's the executive director of Moose Jaw Pride. He has people coming in every day to get warmed up and, and wonder where they're going to sleep tonight. We're going to visit with Taylor when we come back. Heartland at noon, CHAB. Get big yields and big rewards with CS2300 from Cantera Seeds, a Roundup-ready canola hybrid that has set the standard for yield and standability. Now get a $50 per bag instant reward on all purchases of CS2300 with no bundling or minimum purchase requirements. Just simple, straight-up savings. Reap the rewards of this yield powerhouse. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2300 from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. The Festival of Trees Homegrown Christmas will be live-streamed on Saturday, December 4th. Host your very own festival gala. Don your best, log on for free, and have a homegrown Christmas with friends in the comfort of home. For more information on how you or your business can get involved and support the healthcare champions at the Dr. F.H. Wigmore Regional Hospital, visit mjhf.org or call 306-694-0373. How much would you pay for a beer at your favorite pub? A glass of wine at dinner? Your favorite drink at the club? $7? $9? Time in prison? Well, alcohol is a regular choice for 8 out of 10 Canadians. Every glass comes with a risk. Canada has some of the strictest laws and penalties for driving while under the influence, and the consequences can be much worse than incarceration. Please, drink responsibly. This message has been brought to you by 800-CHAB. Hi, this is Jeff, owner of Cross Canada Flooring. We have been proudly serving Moose John area for over 20 years. From free estimates to professional installation, we have you covered. At Cross Canada Flooring, we have a large selection of in-stock specials and are even happy to guide you in your do-it-yourself project. Visit Mooshaw's largest independent flooring store today. Easy to find, 326 High Street West. Cross Canada Flooring Mooshaw. We want you to adore your floor. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Coming off our uh, visit with Jody Oaks from the uh, John Howard Society, talking about the issue of homelessness right here in Moose Jaw. Taylor Carlson, uh, Executive Director of Moose Jaw Pride, took to Facebook just earlier this week um, to let us know that homelessness was, is, and continues to be an issue right here at home. He wrote, in part, today was a tough day. I get to go home, eat, wash my feet, and rest. That's my privilege. My place of work operates a warming space for folks in Moose Jaw who are unhoused, housing insecure, or otherwise without anywhere to go during the day. We had 52 visitors today. 52. I'm exhausted. Our guests are exhausted. Everyone is exhausted, wet and cold, and afraid of what happens after 6 p.m. when the doors close, or what happens after the snow and bitter wind settles in for the winter. Well, I think the snow and Bitter wind has settled in for the winter, and here we are. Taylor Carlson joining me via telephone from his offices at Moose Jaw Pride. Taylor, this is a problem that's not going away anytime soon, my friend. No, no, unfortunately it's not. Um, homelessness is, is a really complex issue, and I think uh, anyone uh, who had the opportunity to listen to Jody speak to that moments ago um, uh, can begin to understand that right and and now they can be informed by how complex um housing insecurity and homelessness can be in our community it must break your heart i mean at at six o'clock when you close the doors at moose jaw pride and the rainbow retro shop you send people back out into the cold and in some cases they have nowhere to go yeah it, it is really hard um you know and uh um uh that that challenge um, uh, is is others to bear, right? Like I'm, I get to go home, uh, I get to relax, I get to eat, I get to know that uh, I can do all the things that will make me healthy and okay to do what I need to do tomorrow, right? And these folks don't have that, right? They have to spend the evening hunting for a place to stay, right? Sometimes bunking up with folks. Um, who uh, might not be uh, uh, the most healthy people for them to be staying the night with, 
Um, and then the next day, uh, they need to, as quickly as possible, get on the phone and, and, and connect with supports and resources in our community. And, and to be honest and frank, uh, most folks no longer even bother to do that, right? Because connecting with those community supports and resources that do exist um, uh, is such a, a challenge and such a barrier uh, for those folks um, that it's better for them. They feel that it's better for them to spend that day without that stress, right? Even if that means that they're going to be outside in a snowbank. Uh, we talk about all the all the supports, the programming, the people that are that are here to help. Yet, yet still, some people falling through the cracks. And I, I, um, well, I, I mean, when I get up, I get up at three thirty every morning and, and come to work Monday through Friday. And then on the weekend, I'm up early too. And I will go for a drive downtown, get a cup of coffee, and and uh, it's just just a nice quiet time for me. But I saw evidence of it all summer. Uh, homeless people uh, with with all that they own, uh, maybe a sleeping bag, maybe a pillow, maybe a knapsack, sitting on park benches or sitting right on Main Street on on benches just with nothing to do and nowhere to go. This past Sunday morning, right after sunup, as a matter of fact, I saw a man, uh, obviously uh, an aging man, uh, pushing a shopping cart out of Crescent Park um, with a sleeping bag and I'm assuming everything else the, the poor guy owns in, in this shopping cart. And just walking out of the park aimlessly, I don't think he knew any, I don't, he might have been going to try to find some bottles in a back alley. And it, and you know, like I say, it must break your heart every day. It breaks my heart to, to see these people. And uh, what can I do? What can we do? to help alleviate this situation. What do you think? Well, you know, Rob, you, you've really touched on something that I think um, is, is becoming, becoming really apparent to, to folks in Moosha, to our neighbours. Um, uh, uh, with the most recent COVID restrictions that no longer allow folks who are unvaccinated to, to hang out at Tim Hortons, right, to hang out in, in public spaces where they're warm, um, uh, homelessness has become very, very visible very, very quickly in Moose Jaw. Um, uh, these folks used to have a place to go during the day, right, or Tim Hortons all night. And uh, because of the way that we've rolled out vaccines in our community, um, uh, you know, you got to make your way all the way up to the highway uh, just to get a vaccine shot. Uh, these folks don't have access to that. They, they really don't. So what can we do as a community? We can contact our city councillors. Call them. Call them up, right? They need to know what's going on in Moose Jaw. Call, contact our MLAs, contact our former mayor, right? He's now our member of parliament. Um, Mushta is experiencing an emerging emergency, um, but we're moments away from, from some real tragedy happening on our streets. And, and I, I, I hope that folks uh, know that and know that they can do something about it, right? You got to contact those folks. And of course, here at our warming space, we're opening five days a week. We can always use snacks, winter clothing, um, and volunteers. If you've got that time during the week to, to donate four hours of your time, we'd really appreciate it. And we can make uh, clothing and food donations right at the Rainbow Retro Shop? Yes, yeah. Uh, it's an unoccupied part of a building that we've been uh, renting for four years. And uh, yeah, we've just turned it into a space for these folks to rest, get some snacks, and connect with a volunteer um, who can connect them to community resources that do exist in our community. So we're looking for volunteers, we're looking for food, we're looking for clothing right now. Right now, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add today, Taylor? No, only uh, thank you very much, Rob, for, uh, for reaching out and um, you know, providing uh, an opportunity for our neighbours uh, here in town who might not uh, have been aware of, uh, of this issue in our community uh, to be made aware of it. Very good. Well, I know you're doing your best. I know Jody Oaks is doing her best. As a community, uh, we've got to do better. Taylor Carlson, Executive Director of Moose Jaw Pride, thanks so much for, for joining me. And, uh, man, good luck with these with these people today. Thank you, Rob. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Heartland at noon on CHAB. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. 
Saskatchewan farmers, if you're emptying grain bags this fall or clearing out used grain bags from previous years, please recycle them. Clean Farm Saskatchewan-based recycling network keeps the plastic out of landfills and contributes to cleaner farms and a cleaner environment for future generations. Plus, the recycled plastic is used to make new industrial products. Make recycling empty grain bags at a Clean Farms location site part of your fall cleanup. For collection site locations and details, go to grainbagrecycling.ca. Hey, it's Larry from the park. If you don't buy your 24 packs of Canadian Pilsner or our super cheap Coors Light here, you're paying way too much. We stocked up before the big price increase and are passing the savings on to you, our loyal customers. We'll even sell to new ones. The park, cold, cheap, fast. It's not just a website. It's making sure you can be found online. It's not just a website redesign. It's keeping your business up to date. And look, it's not just e-commerce. It's making sure people can buy your products in the way they're most comfortable. It's keeping and connecting with your customers. Because it's not just marketing. It's Homefield. See how Homefield can work for you at myhomefield.ca. Discover Moosejaw Weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today, mainly cloudy, a high of minus 3 and a wind chill near minus 12. Tonight, partly cloudy, a risk of freezing rain overnight, temperature rising to minus 1 by morning and a wind chill of minus 9. Saturday, cloudy, a small chance of flurries in the morning, rain showers beginning later on in the morning. There is a risk of freezing rain, and then we might see some flurries in the afternoon. A high of plus 3, wind chill near minus 6 in the morning as well. Tomorrow night, clear and a low of minus 5. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, a high of plus 1. Monday, cloudy with a high of 6. Tuesday, cloudy with a small chance of flurries and a high of minus 5. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Katherine Ludwig. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. So much to see and do in Moose Jaw this weekend. I see on Facebook local folks are really enjoying the Cornerstone Christian School presentation of Susicle the Musical. Two more shows. There's one tonight, and then they wrap it all up with a matinee performance at 2 o'clock tomorrow at the May Wilson Theater. You want to go? I've got a pair of tickets right now for the first caller through on the Moose Jaw RVM Marine contest line, 693-8000. It's two tickets to see Susicle the Musical tomorrow, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. As long as you can pick these tickets up by 5 o'clock, this afternoon at the radio station, you can have them. Susicle, the musical, the matinee performance tomorrow, 2 o'clock, 6938000. It's the Moose Jaw RV and Marine Contest line. I've got one pair of tickets for the first lucky caller to get through. I'm looking. I'm waiting. You might as well dial. Nobody's beating you. Six nine three eight thousand. Here we go. C H A B. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Louise. Hi, Louise. You want to go to the show tomorrow? Obviously, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. You can come pick up the tickets before five o'clock today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, what's your last name? Swingen. Okay, Louise. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. We'll have the tickets for you at the front desk. Thanks. Oh, thanks so much. Appreciate you listening and appreciate the call. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, also, tonight, there's top-notch basketball. It's the Ron and Jane Graham shootout. It's the U of S and uh, University of Lethbridge men's basketball. Our Haley Shirky has more. I got the inside scoop from Ryan Bowen, one of the organizers of the event. It looks like a really cool event um, with really good teams involved. Is this no. is this something that happens every year, or is this kind of the first time um, that this has happened? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a first time that it's happened. So my son Dylan plays on the basketball team. It's his first year there. And so Barry Rollick, who's the coach, reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we're Huskies are trying to get a little more Saskatchewan exposure, and we'd like to play in some different different places. And um you know, we've run a basketball club in Moose Jaw for a while, so he said, you know, would, would Spartans like to organize an event for us and we could have a game in Moose Jaw somewhere? And uh, 
you know, Ron and Jane Graham are from Moose Jaw, and they're they're big supporters of Husky Athletics, and so the you know the Moose Jaw connection just seemed to work between you know them wanting to get out to a different space and and Ron and Jane being from Moose Jaw and you know Dylan being from Moose Jaw, so this kind of all worked out. Yeah, for sure. So is Dylan the only local athlete on the team? Yeah, he's the only he's the only player from Moose Jaw. Yeah. Nice. And so just tell me a little bit more about the event. When can people show up? How much is it? Yeah, sure. So it's, we're going with $10 for adults and $5 for students. And then students under the age of 12 are free. Um, basically, we looked at, you know, what they charge at the U of S. And then we tried to reduce the cost by about, by about 5 bucks. I mean, it's, I think it's about 13 or $15 to get in at the U of S. So we thought try to make it a little more reasonable. Um, we have to cover some costs and, you know, some small costs. So once those costs are covered, then money will go back to Spartans basketball and then to some, you know, we're thinking we're making some, depending on how much money we make, some donation to, you know, one or two of the local teams. Uh, the teams will start, uh, they actually do a, a pre-game shoot-around. So they'll start at uh, 4 o'clock, um, but they're asking that they, they just have that space themselves for a bit. So we'll probably open the gym around 5.15 for people to show up and, game starts at six okay nice that sounds fun and so i see that you guys also have some halftime entertainment which is pretty cool yeah. for a game at uh, peacock yeah. Yeah, for sure for sure well we just thought it would be kind of neat that you know if we had some local groups want to want to do some do some halftime entertainment so we have a, a local cheer group doing some halftime entertainment and then we have a like a little uh people's basketball game going on like our you know i think they're they might be grade sixes or grade fives um, we're going to do a little halftime game. And so between the halftime cheer and the halftime little kids basketball game, it'll be, I think it'll be kind of fun for fans to just check that out too. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like something for everyone. And so I'm sure you're probably following the Husky season just because your son is on the team. So tell yeah. me about the season. How are the Huskies doing? Yeah, they're, uh, well, they're doing really well. I mean, they're, like they were, uh, they're ranked two in like in CIS West in their in their classification. Um, you know they've been. They, I think they started their league in Brandon, and then they went two and zero in Brandon, and then they uh, they didn't. They weren't as successful playing against the U of R the other night, so that that didn't go as well. But uh, it's pretty early into their season, but they're like they're potentially one of the top five teams in the country. So it's it'll be a fun game to watch. Now Dylan is. Uh, Dylan declared to redshirt, so he, you know, he may get a little time, but like he's redshirting this year, so he'll come and he'll dress and he'll warm up. But you know, I'm not sure if he'll play because I'm not sure about the redshirt rules. But um, they have a they have a pretty good team with uh, they have a, a player on the team who they have two players on the team actually who play in that CEBL, that Canadian Elite Basketball League, which is the Canadian Pro League. So it'll be a it'll be a pretty good game, and Le- I, my understanding is Lethbridge is pretty good too. So. Um, should be pretty entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. It does sound like a like a good game. And so, what about COVID restrictions? Yeah, so we have because there's some CIS rules um, around student athletes, athlete safety, and things like that. We do have to people that attend the, the game have to show proof of uh, of fully vac- of being fully vaccinated. Part of the conditions of hosting the game is that we have to abide by some of those rules. So we will have to be checking for that. Um, so that is, that is part of the protocol that, um, in order to host the game, we have, you know, we have to, we have to agree to certain things that we'll, that we'll do. So that's part of that. Yeah. And so for fans, um, masking is mandatory. Yeah. And it's a public space too. So it's, um, like they're calling it, like the public health order says that, you know, amateur sports. So if you were to attend a high school volleyball game, you don't have to show proof of vaccination, but you would have to mask. And then they're calling this a ticketed sport, so you have to show proof of vaccination and you have to mask, according to the health order. I think that was pretty much all the questions that I had, Ryan. Is there anything else that you would like to add that I might have missed? No, I mean, I just, I really appreciate, uh, you know, you reaching out. It's, uh, I think it's a, this is going to be a, a great thing for Moose Jaw. It's, it's something that the Huskies would like to do for the next few years. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a nice thing to sort of recognize Ron and Jane Graham, who've, who have, you know, been really strong Husky supporters and have been really strong supporters of things that go on in, in the community of Moose Jaw. So it's just, it's not, yeah, it's just a really nice deal for, for the community and I'm, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your support as well. 
It'll be fun to watch tonight. The Ron and Jane Graham Shootout. U of S Huskies, Lethbridge Pronghorns. Tonight, 6 o'clock at Peacock Collegiate in downtown Moose Jaw. We'll take your time out. We'll be back to wrap things up. Uh, also, Warriors, two home games this weekend. They're taking on uh, Edmonton tomorrow night and uh, Lethbridge Hurricanes, 4 o'clock Sunday. I've got a weekend ticket package for you. Caller 8 gets tickets to both games, Saturday and Sunday. Check out the Warriors in action. 6938000 Moose Jaw RV and Marine Contest line. Call me right now. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Hi, this is Gail from the Army and Navy Air Force Veterans. We provide our members with many activities such as darts, shuffleboard, pool, cribbage, meat draws, and more. We do yearly fundraisers. And it is not necessarily to be a veteran or an active service member to belong to the organization. Memberships are as low as $35 per year. And for 2022, we are giving veterans and service members complimentary memberships for new members only. Drop in or give us a call. We're located at 279 High Street West or 306-692-4412 or 306-681-5998. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Magnuson Trucking. They now have three Super Bs to make grain hauling that much easier. For custom grain, fertilizer, and gravel hauling, call Svan at 642-7577. W.J. Jones & Son Funeral Services. You are their focus. Providing support during a difficult time. Going above and beyond is their mission. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Rotate your canola's traits, not your seed company. CS4000 LL from Cantera Seeds is a high-yielding Liberty Link canola hybrid featuring club root and black leg resistance with excellent straight-cut performance. CS4000 LL joins Cantera Seeds' full lineup of herbicide-tolerant and disease-resistant canola hybrids to give you the options you want with the performance you need. One seed company for your full rotation. Visit Cantera.com to order CS4000 LL from your preferred retailer today. Hey, this is Mike from Pastimes Photography and Gifts. For 22 years, we have been the perfect gift store for any special occasion. We offer a huge selection of delicious retro candy and chocolate mousse fudge, perfect for any sweet tooth. You also need to check out our selection of home decor, including many repurposed one-of-a-kind pieces of furniture. As well, don't forget our specialty while you wait, old-time photography. Through the good times and bad, thanks for 22 years from Pastimes Photography and Gifts. Gifts galore from ceiling to floor. The wait is over. Curling's back. See every takeout, every pressure pack draw to the button. Every one of your favorite teams. Saskatchewan's own team Dunstone, Holman, Cooey, Jones, Gushu, Einerson, Botcher, and more. All battling to represent Canada in 2022. Catch all the action at the Tim Hortons Curling Trials, November 20th to 28th at Saskatel Center in Saskatoon. Sponsored by AGI. Hurry hard to curling.ca and get your tickets now. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. I think Homer Simpson called in to win the uh, Warriors tickets because I said, when you're call- your caller seven, I heard, don't. <laughs> and then caller nine was a guy from Medicine Hat who wanted to go to the games this weekend. Ah, maybe you can get off your wallet and buy a ticket, pal. <laughs> It'll be worth it. Warriors and uh, Edmonton tomorrow and the Warriors and Hurricanes on Sunday. And Assiniboy is Joan Lanois was caller eight, so she's got tickets to both the Warriors games. Edmonton Oil Kings in town tomorrow night at seven o'clock. And then, uh, well, can we call it a matinee if it starts at four? Sunday game, Moose Jaw and Lethbridge, four o'clock. Mosea Place on Sunday. Joan Lanois, enjoy the trip into Moose Jaw, and I hope you enjoy the hockey games this weekend. One more brief time out. We're back with Facebook Friday on the Daily Commentary next. I'm Rob Carney. Thanks for listening to the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Hi, this is Michelle at Fountain Tire Moose Jaw. We provide the very best in tire and mechanical services with the same day tire service guarantee. Seven days a week. We offer overnight drop-off options and every service will come with a free pre-winter digital inspection. Fountain Tire Moose Jaw. We're here when you need us most. Farmers Business Network's Cyber November sale is here. Stock up and save on all the essential crop protection products your farm needs. You need it, we got it. Go to FBN.com slash Cyber21 and start saving today. Cyber November sale ends November 23rd, 2021. It's Facebook Friday on the Daily Commentary because we need to have some fun, don't we? 
Here's one you can use this weekend. The man who invented the Ferris wheel never met the man who invented the merry-go-round. They traveled in different circles. I like this one. I'm not a morning person, nor a night person. There are a few minutes in the afternoon where I'm decent, but that's about it. How about this? If someone from Ziploc could contact anyone in the cereal business, that would be great. You might relate to this one. Experts say a serving size of chips is 10 chips. I eat 10 chips while standing in the pantry with the bag open trying to decide if I want to eat chips. If you're out and about this weekend, you might try this. If you see someone wearing camouflage, make sure to walk right into them so they know it's working. And one more from one of my favorite seniors. As the year comes to an end, I urge you to take care of yourself and avoid accidents because spare parts for old models like you are no longer in stock. I'm Rob Carney.